CSL, Charlotte Sports Live. Mark your calendars, Panthers fans. Training camp dates and times are officially set. And as your home for the black and blue, we got you covered on everything you need to know about. Welcome to the big show. This is Charlotte Sports Live. I'm Michael Said. He's Gabe McDonald. And we are very excited about what we've got for you tonight. Talking Panthers and all that's ahead. But first, things first, and that is the NBA draft one week from tonight. And a quick note, got to note his shoes. Viewers, y'all see them a little bit later in the show. My <laughs> man Mike is fresh. But tonight, we're just one week away from the NBA draft. Do the Hornets already know who they're taking? We'll debate. Plus, we're going to talk some trade rumors. But first, though, the Panthers may have started summer vacation, but they are still dropping big news to talk about. Yeah, here it is in all its glory, the 2023 training camp schedule at Wofford. Rookies report July 22nd. Veterans report three days later. The first practice, July 22nd, 26th at 10.15 in the morning. That's Saturday. It's the annual Back Together Saturday that's put on for the fans. Fan Fest, that's Wednesday, August 2nd. Back here at Bank of America Stadium at 7 p.m. They'll then go back to Spartanburg after that. Joint practices, you know it's with... Aaron Rodgers and the Jets are set for August 9th and 10th. The team then breaks for camp ahead of their preseason opener against New York on August 12th. Just yesterday, Frank Reich hinted at a couple more roster moves before camp opens in Spartanburg, and he wasn't kidding. Today they addressed their banged-up secondary by adding quarterback Greg Maben to their roster. Maben spent the last two seasons with the Titans and has appeared in 45 games with seven starts in his career. And later in the day, the Panthers added even more depth to their defensive backfield, and it's someone who is already familiar with playing in North Carolina. Today the team claimed safety Josh Thomas off waivers from Arizona. Thomas was drafted out of App State three years ago. Since then, he's made only a handful of appearances for both the Cardinals last season and the Bills back in his rookie year in 2020. While the real work will begin in Spartanburg at the end of the next month, the team has already had the opportunity to bond during OTAs and mandatory minicamp. Dante Jackson says he's been in the building all throughout the offseason, so he's happy to see everybody under the same roof. But even he has noticed a difference within the team and the early, quote, buy-in from the players and even the rookies. Yeah, it's just it's a big part of just, you know, just building that camaraderie. You know, guys just actually want to be around each other. And it's hard when you got a team um, full of guys that are OTAs to get everybody to just want to be around each other because, you know, the schedule is shorter. You know, guys are doing stuff, you know, outside the building and stuff like that. But this team this year has been different. You know, guys are just wanting to come in even on, like, off days, even days we get out early. You know, guys are staying after just, just building, you know, sitting in the locker room talking and just, you know, just kind of just building, you know, the stuff that's going to be important come November and December. You know, you get all that right now. Um, you know, it's a, it's a new group, but, um, you know, it, it doesn't feel like it in the locker room. It doesn't feel like it in the huddle. Um, so, you know, I think we've just all grown uh, more comfortable with one another. You know, there's still a lot of, you know, stuff we want to iron out, stuff we want to improve on and get better at. Um, but, you know, I think we've just been able to lead on each other for that. All right, Gabe, you've been in locker rooms before. You know what it's like to need the break from the offseason. Yeah. But after a while, you know, you're ready to get back mm -hmm. to work and, get in there and yeah. start doing stuff. And that seems to be, I don't know, like the feel for this team right I would, now. I would say so because really the time you want to take the break is right after the season when you have that break after, you know, things wrap up in January. But once you get into OTAs, minicamp, you really just want to keep going because the summer is where you really build the foundation for what your season is going to be. That's at all levels of football. And right now these guys, 
they're learning so much. There's so much new stuff going on. You kind of want to keep at it, but obviously these guys are pros. The season is going to be, you know, very tiring on a lot of their bodies, but at the same time, you need a break, but you want to have that time to still build that continuity. I think you're going to see some of the guys, too, get together in the offseason at different places and just throw the ball around, whether that's here or back Well, they back talked the about that. They, they yeah. said that, hey, you know, during this upcoming break that yeah. they got coming up, guys are going to be staying in town and working out. It, it is funny because, you know, when you see these coaching changes, whoever comes in next, the new era, there's a lot of positivity. It's almost cliched, and, and there's a part of me that's a little jaded by it, but with this team – you definitely feel it. It is genuine yeah. that they are excited about it and, and, and all the good things that are happening. Yeah, no, there's a lot of good stuff coming up. And some of the buy-in could be because the coaching staff is buying into who the Panthers are. We've heard a lot about rebuilding the franchise the past few seasons. But from what we've heard from Coach Frank Reich, they're trying to build on the tradition that's been put in place before them. And that starts with embracing the alumni that have come before as well. Which may be why Reich had former Panther Thomas Davis speak to the team before they broke for camp. I mean, you guys know Thomas. I mean, like, my, my goodness, the guy's incredible. So, you know, he comes out there and he just reminded us of the standard that he, like, he reminded us today of the standard that has been set here. You know, before he got here, the standard that they set. And it's really on us as a team, uh, players and coaches, to kind of get the Panthers back to that status of where, where we want to be. And kind of that's our responsibility. And it's good to have those former players back, you know, around because they can really pour into those current players a little bit different than some of the coaches can. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you want to hear from guys that have been there before. And this is sort of exactly what I'm talking about with that new regime starting, new coaches, and it, 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 it's a refresh. I think last year you saw it with the players, both old, former, and yep. new. Matt Rule had sort of worn out his yeah. welcome, and I don't think the players were all that high on right. what he was doing. So now we have a chance to yeah. wipe the slate clean and give the new guy a And chance. that's the thing, too. You mentioned, you know, having those former players. I remember going back to my old high school and being able to talk to a lot of those guys, too. And they really, you know, they're listening to every word because it's somebody that's walked those halls, somebody that's been there in the building. They've lifted the same weights, been on the same practice field. I think having guys that have recently been there. I mean, Thomas Davis last played here in 2018. Steve Smith, 2013. So they're guys that aren't far removed from playing here. So they know all the ins and outs about it. And they've, you know, they've been through that grind. So they really know a little bit more than the coaches that are maybe a little bit further removed from when they played as well, or maybe the guys that didn't play. So I think the players that have been here before in the system, they really know what they got going on. And it's good to have them continuing to pour into the guys. Yeah, start of a new era. Well, yeah. switching gears right now in exactly one week, that's seven days, the NBA draft will begin. And we know exactly what the Hornets will do with their number two pick. We think it's going to be either Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller, but we'll know for sure next Thursday night. And here's another reminder that they do have several more picks after they select at number two. Five total picks next week for Charlotte. The team worked out more prospects today at the Spectrum Center. Damian Baugh of TCU, Keontae Johnson out of Kansas State, Mojave King out of the G League, Marcio Santos, Derek Walker, and Eric Williams Jr. also took part in the workout today. Time for one more mock draft. Charlotte Sports Live is sticking with Scoot Henderson not as the me. Hornets' number two pick. But not more and more outlets are starting to think otherwise, including yeah. the book of Lissette. Sports Illustrated thinks Scoot will hear his name called second as well. But ESPN, The Athletic, and AP News, along with the guy right next to me, have the Hornets taken the Alabama wing, Brandon Miller. Both players have had their official workout 
with the Hornets. So, Mike. You guys do this when I'm not around? You guys make these mock <laughs> we, drafts we, up? We and, include yeah. everybody, but uh-huh. why, why are you sticking with Brandon Miller? We're a week out. You know, what's, uh, what's the reason? Again, as I said, Anderson's a guy. His point guard needs the ball. Ball's a guy that needs the ball. Only one ball. He can't have two balls at the same time. The basketball, <laughs> not LaMelo ball. You get yeah. what I'm saying there. So, I think Miller's the guy. I think he's a guy that can score. I think they desperately need scoring. On the other hand, though, you know, we all could be wrong, and yeah. the Hornets could make the trade, and the big buzz going on right yeah. now is that they'll trade the two, the number two and the number 14 picks right. to New Orleans for Zion Williams. Now, Zion is a career 26-point-per-game sure. uh, player, but he's also had some injury problems That's the, the last thing. couple he, of years. He only, he only played in about 26 games this year and a couple other years as well. I think it's too much. there's too much unknown with Zion right now. Like, we know how great he can be. It's just your best ability is availability. He hasn't been that available in New Orleans. I think it's too much of a risk to give up that kind of draft capital for a player that is, we know his potential. He just hasn't lived up to that yet. I think it's too big of a risk. You right know now. what? I say roll the dice and do it. I mean, it can't get that much worse for the Hornets <laughs> at this point. And you know what? I, I think we can agree that when healthy, Zion's better than both Miller and and Henderson. Oh, I would, would you agree oh, on I would, that? I would, I would agree with that So let's sure. play devil's advocate. Okay. I mean, like, you know, Grant Hill was a guy that, that, that True. was hurt for the most of the beginning of his career. He then bounces back, maybe not necessarily the same level, but still right. a guy that can get you double figures and be an all-impact. I'm not saying they're the same player, but let's say yeah. Williams turns it around. He fixes the things he needs to health-wise. Would you then take him? Would you? You got it? Come on now. I, I, at that point, because of this, this high ceiling that he has, I would possibly – Take that chance. But he has to prove it. He mm-hmm. has to prove it. He has to be on the court. I think, too, coming here, there's still good food here, but New Orleans food is a little bit different. So <laughs> maybe <laughs> if he does make the move, maybe we can see some of those pounds come off and see more minutes on the court as well. All right. Well, culture <laughs> makes up a big part of a successful NFL franchise, but the numbers are just as important. The more good news surrounding the Panthers is just ahead. And Chavez took a shot last night. I mean, my goodness, we've got an injury oh. update from Atlanta and what's ahead for their pitcher. In the College World Series in Omaha is upon us. How far will Wake Forest go, though? Yeah, plus, would you be upset, what we just talked about, if the Hornets traded down in the draft? We'll be asking it all on Quick 6. Charlotte Sports Live returns. Starting on the pitch, Charlotte FC may be on a break, but that's not stopping the front office from making moves. According to sources, the Crown is expected to sign Canadian international and former Rangers midfielder Scott Arfield to a two-year deal. The 34-year-old is a former teammate of Captain Ashley Westfield. And we've talked about the culture of the Panthers franchise extensively, but let's talk numbers now. And those are looking pretty healthy as well. The Panthers have the second most cap space in the entire NFL. Almost $26.5 million available for Carolina. That only trails the Chicago Bears, who are the only team with over $30 million of available cap space. The Panthers definitely have a leg up on their NFC South rivals, who all rank in the bottom half of the league. As far as if the Panthers are going to make any moves between now and Spartanburg, the conversations between Reich and general manager Scott Fitterer are ongoing. Oh, I just talking to Scott out in the field right before I stepped in here. You know, we're talking about a couple final little tweaks here and there. Um, you know, we'll, we'll look at that over the next couple days. I, you know, um, I'd imagine there will be a little bit of a quiet period there for a little bit. And then as you get into camp, you're reevaluating. You know, right, as, right before you get into camp, you're taking one last look at where you're at. Do you have everything balanced the way you need it to be balanced? And I think we do and we will. But it's an ongoing evaluation. So not entirely too quiet. Obviously, we had two moves today. But when you have that much money and you have some quality guys out there, I mean, just a list of guys in positions of need. you got receiver, edge, cornerback, 
three places that I think they could still address. You get a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. I know he's going to command a lot of yeah. money. I know he's going to want to go to a contender money. as well. That's you the got thing. That money. You got the bread to spend. You even got a guy like Jadavion Clowney, even Marcus Peters at cornerback. We know how thin they are there. J.C. Horn dealing with injuries for a lot of his career. So I think you got the money to spend. I think you might as well make a move at this point. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. Cornerbacks and the yeah, secondary for are sure. position with both Jackson and Horn being down right now. I mean, they say they're going to be back by uh, preseason camp. We don't know that for sure. If you got the money, there's yeah. no harm in, in, in adding a little pad there and a little insurance policy. Yeah. Obviously, you want to be careful. You don't want to just bring in guys to bring Absolutely. in guys and disrupt the chemistry. Yeah. But if you got those right guys and they could help uh, in areas that you're a little bit depleted, go make that move. And especially when you have guys that look at the roster like, okay, this defense is pretty solid. you got a young quarterback, a lot of other weapons around. I think this is a pretty attractive place for a guy that wants to come and help build something. Now, there's obviously going to be guys that want to go to more established contenders like a Kansas City or Philly or other places. But I think a team that is on the brink of doing special things is definitely here in Carolina, and it's an attractive place for sports. And, and that's the thing. We've seen in the past a lot of sports teams yeah. have that cap, but players don't want to join it because yeah. they feel, well, they're not going to win here. Yeah. I'm not going to get what I need in terms of victories. True. I'm hesitant to join. So hopefully they're going to need a good selling yeah. pitch. Well, down at the college ranks, after a nationwide search for their next men's basketball coach, Charlotte is deciding to give Aaron Fern a shot to lead the program this season. 49ers announcing that he will continue as the interim coach for the upcoming campaign. Fern was previously a professional head coach in Australia and has been on the 49ers staff for the past five years. Well, some unfortunate news for Braves fans. You may have seen the hit Jesse Chavez took in game one against the Detroit Tigers. He took it right on the left shin, and now the Braves put him on the 15-day injured list, suffering a left shin contusion. Thankfully, the results of the scans weren't worse, but still the timing is less than ideal for the pitcher who's having an all-star season, owning a 1.55 ERA through 29 starts this year. I've been better. I'm happy with the results, that's for sure. Um, things happen when you face a Hall of Famer and throw some things in the same place a couple of times. But no, it's, it's, it's fine. I mean, it's not the ideal time for it to happen mm -hmm. with you know how taxed we are down there in the bullpen 400 feet away mm -hmm. you know it's not ideal but you know x-rays came back good results came back good um mm -hmm. just looking to get through today and on to tomorrow and back into being able to help the team out all right life goes on though for the rest of the team after beating the tigers two in a row they returned home to set a four game set with colorado second thing the atlanta offense had it going kevin pilar Smacking it out to left. This would be a double and bring in two. Braves go from being down one to up one, but they were not done. Later that inning, they load the bases. Ozzie Albies would then take care of the rest. A bases clearing double. Braves go up 5-1. Albies would go three for four with three RBI. One final blow for the Rockies came in the eighth. This time it's Matt Olson, and this time it is out of the park. It's a solo shot, 19th of the year. Braves would go on to win this one, eight to three. Well, the cookout, Southern cookout, I'm hungry now. The cookout Southern 500 is still a few months out, but the track is preparing to say goodbye to one special figure ahead of the big race. We can go get a tray when the show wraps up, and Hard Knocks is knocking on the doors of NFL teams. But do they have any takers? We'll discuss the significance of the show and its survival pass this season. we got more Charlotte Sports Live on the way. Moving to NASCAR, Darlington Raceway announced today that their beloved president, Kerry Tharp, 
is set to retire at the end of 2023. Tharp has spent nearly two decades in NASCAR and has been in his current role since 2016. Before that, he led NASCAR communication efforts across three national series. And prior to that, he spent 26 years in intercollegiate athletics, which includes a stint at South Carolina. The Cookout Southern 500 will be his final event, that race set for Labor Day weekend, September 2nd and 3rd. And we got a first peek at Chase Elliott's paint scheme for the Atlanta night race, designed to drive works in collaboration with the Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, where the program receives design submissions from cancer patients. This year, 11-year-old Alex Corbin and 13-year-old Caleb Duran Rodriguez were chosen for their designs. Both pay tribute to their love of campfires and s'mores, designed to drive has raised over $350,000 in its first six years. Some great stuff there. It's a pretty cool, cool scheme, too. Yeah, those kids have good taste. All right, time for the quickest two-minute Q&A segment in all of sports. It's our favorite, Quick Six, and a disclaimer to our esteemed panel, which includes anchor Brian Blakely. <laughs> no topic is safe here. No joke. And we've got a lot of good topics, too, so let's do it right now. Gabe, uh, Wake Forest plays in Omaha in the College World Series Saturday at 2 p.m., how far do you think they're going to get? I think they go all the way, man. I mean, they've been dominant, great pitching, great hitting. Great I mean, hitting, they just yeah. have a complete team. I think the only teams that could possibly knock them off, LSU and Florida, I think the other two complete teams. Oral Roberts, a bit of a dark horse, but I like Wake Forest to win the whole thing, honestly. Brian, would you be disappointed if the Hornets traded down in the draft? Yeah, right off the cup, I think I would. There's a lot of expectation and hype and excitement about having the second player taken, whether it's Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller. If you trade down... You better get something else in return that's going to be a win, a, more of a win for us. And if it's a trade with Zion Williamson, I'm not so sold because he's only played in 60% of his games. And a lot of excitement. That'd be definitely Missed a letdown. 60%. But uh, I wouldn't put it past in this cup check. Gabe, we gave out mm -hmm. mid-season awards last night to a few NASCAR drivers. Who do you think has been the biggest disappointment this season in the sport? I'd probably go with there's a couple teams that really have underperformed. Legacy Motor Club. Noah Gregson, they've had a really rough year, but also Trackhouse. That's what we saw. I really expected a lot out of Daniel Suarez and Ross Chastain. I know Ross was in the points lead for a while, fourth, but he has fourth. yet he has yet to get a win. I think they definitely have been the big disappointment because we've they got so much love coming into the season, just haven't really lived up to it. Uh, Brian Carson Wentz is reportedly in Tampa studying film with John Gruden. Do you think he's going to get another shot somewhere else this season? Oh, absolutely I do. I think there's no question about that. It could be right there in Tampa Bay because there's a big question mark with Baker Mayfield at the quarterback position down there. Also, I think the bigger question is, will John Gruden get another shot at the NFL? Mm. That's a good question, but not one of our questions. This one is, uh, Gabe, the NFL is apparently having a hard time finding teams for hard knocks. Do you think they should end it? Oh, no, it's it's great to have that kind of inside access, especially when they started doing the in-season version of it. I think the show is definitely a great show for any football fan or any just sports fan anywhere. They got to keep it going. Down to five seconds, as Marv <laughs> Albert would say. Brian, what is the most rewatchable movie of all time? Wedding Crashers for me. Absolutely. Shut your mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> Walking quote movie, that's what it is. <laughs> Guys, uh, who does not like a good parade, even... Nikola Jokic has even changed his mind about it. Is a moment from Denver getting a QC crown? Find out when CSL returns. Well, here on CSL, we're always looking ahead to the next big event, and this is as big as it gets. The Women's World Cup just over a month away, and Fox Charlotte will be your home for all the games and coverage that starts on July 20th. All right, QC crown time, Gabe. You were up first. And tonight, my crown is going out to an all-time great down at the University of South Carolina. Gamecock track and field and cross-country head coach Curtis Fry is officially calling it a career after 27 years at the helm. During his storied run, he led his squad to the first NCAA team championship 
in school history. Fry has coached 28 Olympians who have garnered 14 Olympic medals, 60 NCAA champions, 126 SEC champions, and more than 500 All-Americans. A great run indeed. Absolutely. All right. Uh, remember we had Premier Lacrosse here yep. uh, this past weekend. That's who my crown is going out to tonight. Apparently viewership is way up for the league as they are in the midst of a fifth season. They reported a 32% increase for national broadcast on ABC and 50% on ESPN+. The PLL, as I said, was just here last weekend. The Queen City is in the running to get a new team next year. Do you think they're going to get it? I think so. I think we have a good lacrosse backing here with it doing so well here. I think Charlotte will get a team. And look at the Wizard 3s, folks. Yeah, there we go, right there. For Dave <laughs> McDonald, I'm Mike Lissette. I'm going to get you some shoes, I think, after this. you got to up your game. Have a good night. <laughs>